This is the Friday, May 19th, 2023 version of the market analysis segment from Market to Market. It was a down week in the grains complex as moisture spread across the grain belt and the Black Sea's shipping agreement was extended for another two months. For the week, the nearby wheat contract sold off 30 cents, while the July corn contract lost 32 cents. Soybeans faded on new estimates of a record global crop. The July soybean contract lost 83 cents, while the July meal contract fell 23.80 per ton. July cotton improved 6.19 per hundred weight. That's a 7% increase. Over in the dairy parlor, June Class 3 milk futures dropped 41 cents. The livestock market finished mixed. June cattle improved $1.33. August feeders put on 6.12. And the June lean hog contract dropped by $1.07. In the currency markets, the U.S. dollar index was up 54 ticks. June crude oil rebounded $1.49 per barrel. Comex gold cut 41.70 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs commodity index gained a little more than three points to settle at 5.44 even. Well, joining us now is regular market analyst John Roach. Thanks for being here, John. Good to see you. Thanks, Brooke. Nice to see you. Okay, so really the big headline this week was that corn and soybeans collapsed. I don't know if I'm overstating it by saying that it collapsed, the market collapsed. Wheat went down a bit, but not as much. Um, with wheat, we'll start there. What was behind that decline? Well, the, uh, the first of all, we have to go back a little bit further and look at what caused the big price rally, and that came on the as a consequence of an attack on the Kremlin or or whatever exactly happened, and the worry that they were going to close the grain corridor for any of the Ukrainian wheat. Uh, and instead, we had the grain corridor opened or extended, the corridor being extended. And so it was a complete turnaround from what caused the rally. And so the extension caused a greater than normal decline than what would normally happen because the market was out of position. It had, it had rallied on the wrong news, so to speak. Okay. We also, the one of the other big wheat stories with the, there was that tour in Kansas of the wheat crops there and kind of confirming what we already knew that that crop was one of the worst that we've seen in quite a while. So where will we go from here with that news? Well, the um, certainly the crop uh, tour uh, reporting the lowest yield in Kansas in, since 2000 uh, would be a positive factor to the market. But as we saw in the trade today, it didn't really make much difference. Uh, there's enough wheat in the world, although the supplies are still relatively tight, there's enough, as long as we keep the wheat from the Black Sea region coming into the world trade, there's enough uh, that we can uh, avoid having a big price increase. Uh, and the soft wheat is a very good crop, uh, and that market closed today, clear down on it on its lows. So uh, uh, we've had a sell signal in wheat uh, and uh, sold into the strength of this market, uh, and now we expect the market to, to stage a, a decline as we see commodity funds start to crawl onto the short side of the market or crawl off of the long side. So let's move on to corn now. So we saw the lowest prices that we've seen in about a year and a half. I think it was October 21 lows, right? So are we headed even lower? Well, it's possible that we could be setting the seasons low in the month of May, but that would be very unusual. 
typically seasons low uh, come closer to fall uh, when we have uh, bushels moving off of the field and, and a certain percentage of them getting sold as they're, as they're harvested. Uh, but we could also have a weather problem come along at any time and change the whole outlook uh, as far as production is concerned here in the United States. And we still have a corn crop to raise in Brazil where they've got a, a very dry forecast uh, uh, forward uh, during a period of time when about a third of their crop is in silk and 40, 50 percent uh, is in uh, uh, the fill stage, the dough stage. So, so there's still some, a lot of weather situation ahead, but assuming the weather is favorable, then we would think prices are, have further to decline. Uh, the, uh, the commodity funds uh, were, had very large long positions and they liquidated their long positions and have moved over to the short side. And we expect them to continue to sell as long as the price continues to, to be under pressure. They, they're very good at building a big position in the trend of the market and we clearly have downward trends in the market. So we think that what a producer needs to be looking at is making sales on, uh, on any kind of price bounces we get. Uh, as long as prices are underneath the 20-day moving average, we think that we have a downward trend uh, that will continue to bring that speculative selling in. So we're concerned about where the market is right now. The weather forecast looks pretty good here in this country, but again, we have to pay attention to that Brazilian weather forecast too. Mm -hmm. So China canceled a big order this week, and there are there's discussion about an economic downturn in that country. Will we see more cancellations from that from China? We're worried about that. Uh, we're worried that uh, uh, that China uh, would prefer to do business with Brazil and not with the United States. Uh, uh, we continue to be in a in a verbal sparring match with China, and their way of of uh, expressing their displeasure is to quit buying our products whenever they can do that. And that's what we've seen happen as they've been able to to buy inventories out of South America. Uh, they've been canceling a that they made in North America. We think that the USDA estimate for demand, both in corn and soybeans, is overstated, and we're worried that those numbers will, will weaken as time goes along. So we're very much concerned about our number one buyer in the grain market. Okay, soybeans also took a big dip this week, and the lowest levels since it was at December of 21. Where do prices go from here in the short term? Well, we think um, the market closed today very poorly, and we think that the market stays under pressure here for a little bit. This week should have been rally week, and it started out on Monday that way, but it quickly faded, and we tried to rally several days this week, but every time it faded and slid back lower. So we think there's, there's more pressure. But what farmers need to think about is we had really very big markets, high prices, record high prices in, in some uh, uh, some of our crops, uh, and th th that's, that's over. And now we're on the other side, and usually after you have very high prices, you pay a very big penalty with low prices as demand is constrained uh, and, uh, and people change their livestock uh, situation. So, so we're concerned about the market and we think that with good weather, we probably don't see lows until fall. Mm. 
Well, let's turn to social media for our next question. This is from Doug in Michigan. He's asking, how will the purchase of grain from South Africa by China affect U.S. grain markets moving forward? Well, the uh, South African um, uh, tend not to sell to China. This is a new uh, round of business Mm. for them. Uh, And so uh, it's just, again, more competition for the U.S. inventory that we're trying to to sell. And um, uh, we think that it's... Uh, an effort on the part of China to diversify uh, their uh, locations that they're purchasing purchasing from, and we don't think it's a short-term thing. We think this is a longer-term proposition. Cotton, we can talk quickly about that. It was the only commodity that actually saw some gains this week, right? It did. Okay. It did. Uh, the the uh, plantings uh, are expected to be well off this year compared to last, and the and they're and they're off to a very slow start. We've got some weather issues in some various areas, but uh, we're getting a sell signal where the market closed today. So if you're a cotton producer and you're looking for a place to make some sales, we think now's the time to be making some sales, both on old crop and new crop. Okay. Well, let's talk about the meats. So we had some things happen this week. Cattle prices for June have softened a bit. The cattle and feed report was out on Friday, um, and it was showing that the herd was only 97% of last year's side, or size. So what What's pressing cattle? Well, the cattle market's really been in a, in a strong upward move uh, really through most of the spring, and we closed today right up at the top uh, of the market. Uh, the cattle on feed report was not much of a surprise. Uh, the concern that we have in cattle is that the marketings this last month were down 10% from a year ago. Now, that was expected. There was no surprise. But when you're, when you're running marketings that much below a year ago, the, 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 we're holding back cattle, we think, and we think and with cattle are, are not losing, uh, re, the, the, the beef is not at a lighter weight. And um, uh, so uh, we think maybe producers are holding back some finished cattle and taking, putting a little extra gain on them at this kind of price level, it makes sense to them. So we're, we're telling uh, uh, feedlot people to be careful in here. That, uh, this is a time when you wanna be trailing uh, with some puts or some other marketing uh, and, uh, and be careful because we're, we're, uh, we're up here at a top and although we don't think it's over and we think the cattle market's on, on pretty good footing, there's some reason here for caution flags to be flying uh, and then we have to be careful we don't get ourselves in some trouble. And the other part of this trouble comes in the pork market, where we had the price down making new lows today as the futures are trying to get down to where the cash market is. We've been optimistic in the pigs, or the marketplace has been, and we've had hog prices in the futures at higher levels than the cash, but the cash has just not responded. This is the time of year when it should respond. We think it probably will, but you won't convince anybody in the futures market of that today because, as I said, hogs of course, close right down on their bottom. And so uh, we need to uh, see the, uh, the cash market come up to where the futures are uh, because at the moment it's futures coming down to where the cash is. Hmm. All right, well, so you covered hogs there. Let's talk about feeders. They traded lower week to week. With corn prices going lower, where are we going to see that market headed? Well, the, the feeder market uh, uh, with the lower corn prices this week in the cash trade was actually a stronger market uh, as um, uh, as people see a lower cost of gain and they're 
putting that lower cost into the price of the feeders. Um, and again, we think that the, that market is also up here in an area that's that's a, a little bit frothy, if you will. And so we're we're saying that people should be cautious, be careful. Uh, uh, and and you're buying replacement cattle, you need to be finding some sort of risk management program to get some sort of floor underneath because it's these kind of prices that can really hurt you uh, if this market turns down. Should we be locking in our feed prices? I think, uh, yes, yes. Uh, we have buy signals on corn. Not that we think that the market's going to take off and run higher, but we don't know about weather. And with the uncertainty and the relative tight supplies of old crop corn, we're in the process of accumulating feed or advising farmers to accumulate feed. Okay, one of the bigger stories beyond just agriculture was the, um, the debt limit. Um, they haven't come to an agreement on that. Where is the dollar headed? Are there concerns about that? Well, the, and, and the news that I heard uh, here in the middle of the day on Friday was that the debt, uh, uh, raising the debt, that that's gotten pushed off a little bit, that uh, Republicans are holding uh, strong and saying we're really not ready to change the proposal that we have in front of the administration. And, and, the, uh, and if that's the case, then, then we worry everybody. Uh, and uh, the gold market took off and, and gained some of its losses back today. Uh, we think that the, that the dollar can weaken under this kind of situation unless the politicians get their heads together and figure out the solution quickly. Quickly. Okay, yeah, we'll see if that happens. John, really great to talk with you. Thanks so much for joining us and offering us all of your insight. Thanks, Brooke. I appreciate it. Well, we are going to pause this analysis and continue, um, or actually we'll be discussing uh, a little more in our Market Plus segment. That's where we get to some of the questions that we haven't been able to get to during this segment. And you can find both analysis and plus on our website of markettomarket.org. These resources are free. We do love hearing from you on story ideas, comments, and general conversation. So drop us an email via market to market at iowapvs.org. Next week, we look at the partnership shoring up and shortening up the grain chain. Thanks so much for watching us. Have a great week.